We are kicking it off with the Las Vegas Bowl. I'm going to give you my full preview and score prediction. Florida Gators, Oregon State Beavers, right here on the SEC Recap Podcast. You're listening to the SEC Recap Podcast. I am your host, Ben Warren. If you're joining us in audio form from Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I want to thank you for listening. Go ahead and leave us a rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast. It helps us so much. And if you're listening or watching on YouTube, appreciate you being here. I'm excited to be back on YouTube for our bowl game predictions. No more wasting time. Let's get into it. Florida Gators taking on the number 14 Oregon State Beavers. This game is on December 17th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Las Vegas Bowl. Oregon State is coming into this game having won six of its last seven matchups, including an upset over rival Oregon. Meanwhile, Florida has lost... Uh, four of its last six, including its rivalry game to Florida State, as well as losing one to Vanderbilt, uh, one of the worst teams in the SEC. Look, on paper, this seems like a mismatch. I mean, how does number 14 ranked 9-3 and three Oregon State get paired up in the Las Vegas Bowl with a 6-6 six and six middle-of-the-road Florida Gators team that even when they had a superstar Anthony Richardson at QB were kind of just up and down all season? Oregon State might not have all of the offensive pieces they need to be competitive at a higher level, but they have a greatly improved defense that has surprised a lot of people. Florida, meanwhile, has underwhelmed everyone following a surprise upset of Utah in their season opener. Oregon State comes into this game basically at full strength, while Florida is decimated by opt-outs. Is there anything that Billy Napier's squad can do to make this competitive? Or will the Beaver Dam keep the Gators out? Let's dive in. And as always, I like to start by looking at offense. Florida Gators come into this game with the number 43 ranked scoring offense in the country. They're putting up 31.8 points per game, 441 total yards. They have the number 69 nice, ranked Passing offense, 227 yards per game. They've got 18 total patties on the season. They have the number 15 ranked rushing offense. Very, very good running back tandem that we'll get into here in a bit. 214 rushing yards per game, 29 total rushing tutties on the year. Meanwhile, Oregon State, number 37 Scoring offense in the country, 32.4 points per game on 399 total yards per game. So immediately the difference that I see, because, you know, statistically these look very close, but if you look at points per game on total yards per game, Oregon State looks like a slightly more efficient offense, about the same amount of points on fewer yards. However, not a great passing offense, number 103 in the country, 200 passing yards per game, 15 passing tutties on the season, but also a very good rushing offense, right? 199 rushing yards per game, 
33 ruddies. That's rushing tutties on the season. So the advantage here statistically looks pretty similar. We'll get into opt-outs and transfers and all of that here in just a moment. Uh, but the advantage is pretty neutral, lean Oregon State. Let's flip it over to the defensive side. Florida Gators, the number 46 scoring defense in the country, allowing 28.8 points per game on 415 total yards. They've got the number 89 ranked passing defense, giving up 239 yards a game. And they've got the number 101 ranked rushing defense. So not a good passing defense or rushing defense. Uh, allowing 176 rushing yards on the ground. Oregon State, a little bit better, number 35 scoring defense in the country, allowing just 21.4 points per game, a full touchdown, an extra point better than the Florida Gators. They've got the number 75 ranked passing defense, also not a great passing defense, 228 yards per game. They've given up 11 passing touchdowns, but the number 20 ranked rushing defense 114 rushing yards allowed just 17 rushing tutties on the year allowing a total of 342 yards per game big difference i want to point out oregon state is a much more solid defense however florida gators great at creating havoc in the turnover game gators are plus 10 turnover margin that's very very good uh we'll look at that more here in a minute Oregon State, meanwhile, minus one in the turnover margin. That is not good. That means net, they're, call, they're, uh, they're turning the ball over one more net time than their defense is creating a turnover. So really good stat if you're a Florida Gator. But overall, I'm going to give this advantage to Oregon State. Uh, statistically, they're just a slightly more solid uh, defense. All right. Uh, injuries, opt-outs, transfers. So statistics aside, let's look at who's actually going to be playing in this game. For Florida, Anthony Richardson, quarterback, he's hitting the NFL draft. Ventrell Miller, linebacker, he's hitting the NFL draft. Justin Shorter, wide receiver, he's hitting the NFL draft. Osiris Torres, offensive line, guard, starting offensive lineman, he's hitting the NFL draft. And then Florida has had six players hit the transfer portal. Jalen Kitna, backup quarterback to Anthony Richardson, who would be starting in this game, was dismissed from the team earlier in December uh, following an arrest. I'm not going to get into all of that on this podcast. For Oregon State, uh, backup quarterback Chance Nolan, he's hit the transfer portal. Luke Musgrave, tight end, he's declared for the NFL draft. And Ron Harge, defensive back, has hit the transfer portal. So there's a big difference. Statistically, you look at offense, defense for these two teams, and you think, well, they're pretty close, right? But then you look at all of the opt-outs, transfers, and others for Florida, and you go, oh man, this might not be as close as it appears. Uh, key players for Florida, those running backs that I briefly mentioned earlier, Montreal Johnson Jr., Trevor Etienne, really good running back tandem. They've combined for over 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. Montreal Johnson Jr. getting the lion's share of the carries, 144 and 10 touchdowns to Trevor Etienne, uh, 110 carries and six touchdowns. But both of those guys, very good. I expect to see both of those running backs featured very, very heavily in this game. Meanwhile, Oregon State, 
have a great they have a great running back as well damian martinez 158 carries for 970 yards and seven touchdowns he averages 6.1 yards a carry that is excellent uh very very good he's not big in the passing game i think he just has single digit uh, receptions for maybe double digit yards so they don't really use him in that role but he is very very good in his own right so what this game comes down to florida is down to its third string quarterback jack miller he was a backup to cj stroud at ohio state but only completed seven passes for 101 yards he was suspended from the Buckeyes last November following a drunk driving arrest. This eventually leads to his decision to transfer to Florida, where he has not taken a snap all season due to a thumb injury he had back in August that required surgery. So he comes into this bowl game zero of zero for zero yards, literally his first game of the year. Now, he does know the offense. He's been there all season, so he's familiar with the offense, right? But not the same thing. Behind Miller, Florida has walk-on Kyle Engel and freshman Max Brown. So they have a severe lack of depth at that position. Thankfully, all they have to do is get through a bowl game and they have a couple good running backs they can lean on. Oregon State is ninth in the FBS in fourth down conversion rate. They convert 68.2% of their fourth down attempts. That is excellent. Uh, top 10 in the country and defensively they are tied for eighth also top 10 in the FBS in fourth down conversion rate allowed they're allowing just 33% so they're converting 68.2 fourth down attempts and they're allowing just 33% that's a great statistic if you're a beaver Florida is going to have to take some chances that may include trying to pick up some fourth downs and it's going to be tough against the Beavers. The Beavers also rank third in FBS in red zone defense, allowing just 70, 67, excuse me, 67 and a half percent of red zone scoring attempts by opponents. What that means for Florida is even if you manage to get in the red zone, it's still going to be a tough fight. Offensively, both teams have allowed just 12 sacks on the year. That ties them for 11th in the FBS. The catch is that neither passing game or quarterback is particularly dangerous. So I don't know how much that statistic is going to matter in this matchup. They allow very few sacks, but neither quarterback is really a threat to hit you down the field. Although the quarterback that can hit some explosive plays may be the difference maker in this ballgame. The bright spot is that Gators team being plus 10 in the turnover margin. That's tied for eighth in the FBS compared to the Beavers being minus one. Maybe the Gators can create some opportunities for their offense in the turnover game or even snag an outright defensive score or two that would help them out tremendously. Let's look at the odds. ESPN's FPI has Oregon State favored at a 56.9% chance to win versus Florida at a 43.1% chance to win. The spread favors Oregon State at minus 11, as does the money line at minus 420. The over-under sits at 51 at the time I'm recording this, with team totals for Oregon State at 31.9 and Florida at 19.3. 
So the Gators are down an experienced starting offensive line player in Osiris Torrance and one of their top receivers, Justin Shorter. They're also uh, starting a QB who has not played in a game all season. Sure, he knows the offense, but knowing and doing are two completely different things in college football. I kind of like Oregon State to cover the 11 points here. I think Oregon State is too good defensively for a patchwork Florida Gators team where morale is maybe a bit in the dumps. Billy Napier needs to work the transfer portal, get through this signing class. They're bringing in a good quarterback prospect in Jaden Rashada, and they need to get into spring practice. Brighter days are ahead for the Gators, I believe. But I'm going to say Oregon State 31, Florida 17. Maybe Florida can get a defensive score or make some magic happen and cover that spread. Guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the SEC Recap Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like. Please smash that thumbs up. Sub to the channel. If you're listening in audio form, head on over to Spotify or Apple. If you're already there, you don't even have to stop listening. You don't even have to press pause. Just go ahead and leave a rating and review. It helps us out. It helps us grow the show. Follow me on Twitter at SEC Recap. As always, you can get all of our content at secrecap.com. Go check out the article. It has these nice infographics off for offensive and defensive st statistics. Kind of a tongue twister there. In it, if you're a visual person. And as always, if you like merch, you can check out my merch. I've got our SEC Pride series on our Bonfire store, bonfire.com slash store slash SEC recap. Guys, that's going to do it. Have a great week. Enjoy the Las Vegas Bowl and stay tuned. Like, subscribe, get notified for my other bowl game preview and predictions. Have a great week. I'll catch you on the next one.